0: Hi, and welcome to the FVCC Nature Journal, the podcast for everyone who loves nature. We are coming to you from the beautiful campus of Flathead Valley Community College at the foot of the Swan Mountain Range. I'm John Fraley, longtime instructor in wildlife conservation here at the college, and I also served 40 years with Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, so I'm kind of a fishy guy. And in the Nature Journal, we focus on the critters and quirks of nature found on the campus and the wide surrounding Flathead Basin. Our producer is Colin Burkhardt, an employee here at FVCC Library. And thanks to Susan Matter, the library director, for offering the library as our podcast home. Now, today we're going to talk about fun fish facts and fabulous Montana fish trivia. And we've got Colin here who's going to come on, our producer, because I've I've sort of taken Colin under my wing. I've noticed he's very scholarly. He learns things really well. So I'm I'm trying to talk him into being a fish biologist. We'll see how much uh, he improved by studying the Montana fish field guide that I gave him. So we're going to ask him a few of these questions. You
1: ready, Colin, for that? It is I'll ever be.
0: Okay. And I won't put you on the spot on too many of them. but you know people might be surprised to know this. So how many fish species are there in Montana total? Do you remember? It was
1: around 90, John.
0: Very good, Colin. All right. All right, very good. Yes, there's right around 90. and that may not sound like a lot, but that's 90 different fish species. So that's, that's pretty good for actually for a state um, in the West here. And now in Montana we have three native trout and there's only three. We have the West Slope cutthroat, the bull trout, and the red band, which is a northern kootenai drainage, sort of a rainbow trout, but it's native to to this uh, extreme northwest Montana. It has larger spots than a regular rainbow, and it looks a little different, has a little bit different par marks. But So there really is only three native trout in Montana, which surprises a lot of people. And those... Uh, when you look at the trout that are in Montana, of course, all the non-native ones have been introduced. And the trout family has two divisions. It has true trout and it has char. What's one difference, Colin, between the char and the true trout?
1: Well, the char spawn in the, in the fall, I believe. Right, that's right. <laughs> and, and what about the, the what about And the, the uh, trout tr- are in the spring.
0: Very good. You're just learning like crazy. <laughs> I can't get over it. And, and char generally have light spots on a dark background. Um, and where trout have darker spots on a light background. So if you look at a brook trout, for example, or a bull trout, that's a char. And if you look at a cutthroat or rainbow, that's a true trout, and you'll see those divisions. Those are sort of the two divisions in, uh, in the trout group or the trout family. Now, believe it or not, when you start hearing some of the numbers here, you're going to be surprised. If we name the fish records that exceed 40 pounds, and some of you out there probably know this, and you can uh, email in. If you get any of these right, you will get a prize. <laughs> <laughs> just like I'm going to give Colin a prize and everyone he gets right today. Um, and the, the largest record fish caught in Montana is the paddlefish. What do you think it was, Colin?
1: So, uh, must have been uh, 142 and a half pounds. That's
0: exactly right. Man, oh, man. It's like you have a photographic memory. And, <laughs> and then the white sturgeon has 96 pounds as its record. The pallid sturgeon, 60 pounds. And then the big mouth buffalo from the Missouri, which is a sucker, 57.7 pounds, and the lake trout, 42 pounds, and the carp, 40. And we're going to be talking more about the, the carp as a family of, of minnows here in a second. So you actually, when you look at a lake trout, just, just I'll tell you a little bit about that record. I was serving that day at Fishwagon Parks, and a lady and a guide came in and had this humongous lake trout. And they knew it was a state record because they had just taken it and weighed it at the post office. And it was over 42 pounds. And I said to the lady, I said, "What are you gonna What are you gonna do with this trout, this big trout? Oh, we'll probably eat it." And I said, "No, no, no! You don't want to eat it. There's several reasons why. Do you know what they might be?"
1: Oh gosh, I mean, I I wouldn't know off the top of my head on that one particularly. Oh, okay, all right, well, other than maybe it's a trophy you'd want to put on your wall. That's
0: exactly <laughs> right. So it's a very unusual fish that everybody should get a chance to see. So we talked them into getting it mounted, and we actually have it displayed in fish and parks. And then there's another reason and that is. When a fish is that big and that old, it's probably 40, 30 years old or something, it concentrates mercury and heavy metals. In uh, that was
1: the other thing. I was wondering yep. if there was some sort of natural poison that yep. was going That's on. That's exactly it one right.
0: That's exactly right. So you don't want to eat, eat really big fish out of Flathead Lake. And so the other thing that you might be surprised about is the carp. The carp family is the Cyprinidae. And what do you think the Cyprinidae family is?
1: They're minnows. They're minnows, and
0: most people wouldn't believe it because they get up to 40 pounds. But actually, a minnow, there's 24 species in Montana. Uh, most of them are small, but the pike minnow is over 8 pounds, and carp are you know, over 40. But they're still minnows because they have rows of pharyngeal teeth in the back of their throat to grind food. So that's one of the things that they're, uh, that can you know classifies them as a minnow. So most people just say when they see a little fish, they call it a minnow. But it's actually a family of fish. And one of the biggest families in Montana, there's 24 species. So... So now, Stillwater River right here on campus, which if you haven't visited, you really should because we've got lots of fish down there. But the neat thing is, right, you know, this summer, you can go down and look around the edge and you'll see all the little young crawdads that are just emerging. They're really teeny Mm -hmm. and cute. There's all kinds of things to look at down there. But if I was going to ask you what are most common fish species in the Stillwater River here on campus, name one of those,
1: Colin. Oh, I mean, the pike minnow would probably be the first one that comes to mind.
0: That's exactly right, Colin. <laughs> bing, bing, bing. Yeah, the pike minnow. And, you know, the pike minnow, is it related to a pike?
1: Uh, I mean, it would be a trick question, so <laughs> I was going to say no.
0: <laughs> That's exactly right because the pike minnow is actually, uh, you know, is a, actually a minnow. And it was renamed from another word that we won't say here that was, um, I guess, offensive to certain groups. And so they, they changed the name to the pike minnow. But the problem with that is it is a minnow, but it's not a pike. So people get it confused all the time. But that is probably the most common fish down here in Stillwater. And then we have the large-scale sucker, the long nose sucker, a type of sculpin. There might be two species of that. They're like a little fish that lives in the bottom and under rocks. And northern pike themselves. Um, by the way, another quiz for you here. Now, this was deeply hidden in that book, but you might not have caught it. But uh, how many species of suckers live in Montana? Oh, that must be
1: nine. I oh think. my
0: gosh, how'd you know that? <laughs> I just can't get over your memory. is just amazing. Just amazing. And <laughs> it's really something else. <laughs> <laughs> and not all people know that we have a freshwater cod in Montana, but we do, and its name is uh, Loda Loda it's a scientific name, or the or the Burbot, the freshwater burbot. And it has a single barbel on its chin. The state record burbot is seventeen point oh eight pounds out of the Missouri River, and it's native to Montana. And let me ask you this, Colin. Was it noted by by Lewis and Clark, this particular fish? I think it was. It was. They they noted the the, the Burbot, um, I believe right near the Yellowstone River. And it was it's a it's a species that lives in in, uh, in the Missouri. And they actually also when they were at the falls of the Missouri, they also caught cutthroat trout over there. West Slope Cutthroat in the from 16 to 23 inches near the falls of the Missouri. So that's just amazing hmm. uh, what fish we had over there at the time. And they had a really interesting person on their expedition. Do you know his name and what he uh, was known for? As far as fish were concerned, on the Lewis and Clark expedition. Yes, mm-hmm. you'd have to be really read up on Lewis and Clark. All right, that's a. Uh, I can see <laughs> that's an area. That that's not. an area I'm going to have to give you some instruction on. So anyway. Um, his name was um, Goodrich, Silas Goodrich. And Lewis what Lewis said about Silas was he's Silas Goodrich is remarkably fond of fishing. Because he would go <laughs> out and fish everywhere they'd stop and he'd catch the blue catfish. The, the burbot, the gold-eye, the those Westslope cutthroat trout at the Falls of Missouri. What an amazing you to think they got him there. Um, he caught fish as they went all across the country, you know, all across the Louisiana Purchase. And so he was remarkably fond of fishing. So I always would love to have met Silas <laughs> Goodrich. She actually ended up dying young, unfortunately, which most, you know, I think 16 of the 30 Core Discovery memo- members died pretty darn young because oh, yeah. Clark kept track of how many of them died. So that was kind of.
1: Meriwether uh, Lewis himself died young, I think.
0: He killed himself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's right. He died in his 30s. So, anyway, on to the longest lived fishes. Now we have the big mouth buffalo. The big mouth buffalo is a member of which family? Mm-hmm. What do you think? It's actually most people don't know this. It's actually a member of the sucker family, so it has wow. that,
1: that ventral mouth underneath. You know. Well, John, I think it would be the Ictiobus cyprinellus. Whoa! Sorry, it took me a second there. <laughs>
0: Great. And what was the record again?
1: Uh, Fifty-seven and three quarters pounds.
0: Now, do you remember who caught it and where and when?
1: Uh, that would have to be Craig Grassel. It was 1994. In uh, Nelson Reservoir. Man, I can't get over this. What
0: a, what a pupil. <laughs> what a fisheries pupil. And then sturgeon species are long-lived as well, and some can uh, actually reach 100 years. Paddlefish can live up to 60 years. And have, have you ever seen a paddlefish? Most people haven't. No, and all these, haven't. all these, what we're talking about is the white sturgeon, the uh, shovel nose sturgeon, which is smaller. Um, yeah. They're all ancient fish.
1: Do they actually have uh, paddle-like fins, or is that They just have a paddle there? in the front
0: of their ah. mouth. It looks just like a paddle. You know, look it up on, on, the, uh, on, your, on your phone and take a look at it. They're really an incredible-looking species. And so there's a lot of long-lived species. You, in fact, when I was working on the Missouri, I did um, section the fins of some of these fish, and then you, met, you, uh, you count the rings on, the, on this cross-section of their bone. And, that's how you, and I did a lot of shovel-nose, and I think I got a shovel-nose that was over 20. I didn't do any of the uh, uh, paddlefish for that for that particular study. So finally now, um, some people go out there and kind of embarrass themselves by trying to catch these tiny little fish just so they can have their name in the record <laughs> book. And, I mean, we talked about pygmy whitefish on, on an earlier show, but this is getting ridiculous. Um, the smallest, though. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And uh, the smallest one was a mottled sculpin, which is a member of the Cotidae family. And it, they actually lived down at the uh, uh, Red Tail Riffle also. And do you remember what the record was on that one?
1: That would be 0.1 pounds, Bingo,
0: bingo, bingo. That's exactly right. And what's kind of stupid – well, not stupid. What's (laughs) kind of silly about it is they live under rocks. So I'm trying to figure out how this guy got, you know, lifted up the rock and put his hook there, a little teeny hook, and caught this fish. But anyway, he's in the record book. And then there's one that's even smaller – uh, and that is the, uh, that, that was the, the, no, that was the model sculpin. And then there's, there's one that's a little bigger and that's the.
1: Actually, yes. I think it was the red side shiner that was 0.1 pounds. The one the it was. See, was 0.05 You have corrected pounds.
0: me. The student has exceeded the, the, <laughs> the, the, the teacher. That's right. But those are both the, the tiny little records. So, well, Colin, you did really great today. And thanks for being a good sport on putting you on the spot with this trivia and keep up that studying. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to be a fish biologist. Yeah. Maybe so. All right. <laughs> Great. Uh, That's all the time we have today for this segment of The Nature Journal. Thanks for joining us, and please watch the library page and website for more shows as they are posted. Also, feel free to send us questions or ideas. I'm John Fraley, and I'll see you next time.